really, really tired today. Come on, Jace, pull yourself together. You've got a podcast to record. Right, let's do this. Welcome back, everyone, to the CrossFit Bath podcast. As always, I'm Jason, and as semi-always, I'm joined by Ollie today. Ollie, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks. It's been a while, actually, hasn't it? It's been a, it's been too long, some would say. Literally tens of people. <laughs> it's been busy. We've been busy. Well, we're going to talk about that. Um, we've got a warm-up, especially as you haven't been on for quite a while. We're going to keep the warm-up quite simple and very CrossFit-relevant, I suppose. Okay. Um, seeing as we are fast approaching the CrossFit Games, we've had a lot of uh, competitions in the lead-up to this. Did you watch any of the semi-finals? Um... You can take that as a no. <laughs> I watched some of it. I watched some of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to say the reason you don't watch it is because as you have to put on competitions yourself, you don't want to be influenced by what others did. You want to go in fresh without these external uh, influences. Well, yeah, actually quite the opposite. I'd probably watch them to steal, to steal ideas, ideas, to be exactly, honest. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I watched a bit of it. It's just a lot, particularly the ones in America and Australia. They were just awkward timings, weren't they? Yeah. Um, if only yeah, they, if only they saved them onto YouTube and you could just watch them at your convenience oh, I, at any okay, other time. Well, I wouldn't do that because if I know the result, I probably won't go back and watch the... I, I, I did a lot of leaderboarding, put it that way, okay? I'm a big leaderboarder. I like I like tracking to see that, like how people are for getting on and the swings from day one to day two. and So I do do a lot of that rather than actually watch the, okay. the footage back. You're, you're a statistician, that's fine. So on that note then, if yeah. you've been following the leaderboard, you've mm-hmm. seen some of the swings, you've probably got some ideas. Obviously, Matt Fraser is not going to win the CrossFit Games this year. No. Who do you reckon is going to take it this year? What's your wild prediction? Well, it's not a wild prediction, but I, um, I'm i going to say Valna. Valna, yeah? Yeah, I'm going to say Valna. I, the, the, who was the young kid who won the Mid-Atlantic? Jason, is it? Smith was yeah. it Jason Smith uh, but no anyway that kid he yeah. keep an eye out for him basically yes yeah. he yeah. Uh, he was dominant super dominant well there are a lot of really good young people coming up at the moment That's... There, there are they are but they don't necessarily have the experience of someone like Val and I feel like he's yeah, he's he's not great like online qualifier so he's, he's not necessarily done as well over the last couple of years for that reason but get him in a live competition and uh yeah, I'm. I'm excited to see what right. we can do. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, I'm. Um, I think it might be Cole Sager's year. No, I just. Uh, I'm not sure he's got the. Oh. He he's he's. How do I put this? He is the fittest in the broadest sense, but when it's like a, the reason that Fronin and Fraser are so dominant is when it comes to those like stadium workouts you know saturday night sunday night fr- like classic crossfit like thrusters muscle ups right like that is where they kind of shone through and would separate and i think cole probably do- is not as good at that type of stuff that that holds him back he's so good at the other stuff that he holds his own but when you get into like 16 plus events like it is at the games um a big proportion of those are quite classic CrossFit workouts. And, and that's why he maybe doesn't do as well in the open as he probably could do as well. Because again, you look at the open, they're very classic kind of CrossFit workouts. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, 
that's my personal perspective. I hope I'm wrong for Cole's sake. I hope he dominates and does well. Um, but yeah, that would be my, my kind of my perspective. And that's why I like, don't rule out Noah Olsen as well. Like, I know he's not, he's not dominated, but ultimately, um, what I would say is like, don't read too much into the semifinals because these athletes are very clever at just doing enough to get by. And then, you know, holding it's all about, something back for the games. Yeah, it's right? always yeah. about peaking for the, for, for the games. No one will remember how you did in the semi final. No one will remember how you did in the open. You'll be measured by how you get on and how you finish at the games, basically. Yeah. And Noah came very close last time. It was a, a full live kind of, uh, Madison games. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see, yeah. see what happens this year. I would ask you about the women, but it's, it's tier, right? There's not. Yeah, there's not not much to say. Let's not waste any time on that one. Right, Ollie, you said you've been busy. Yeah, we are here in again the back room at the new gym. We need a name for this room, actually. I'm going to wait till it's finished. Okay, and you have like the big. What do you mean when it's finished? It's finished. I'm going to wait until you put in my... So there's, a can, uh, there's a few cans of fractured gold in a corner, a few yeah, bottles of wine. To be honest, it's the bottles of Yellowtail that I've got my eye on. <laughs> yeah. Um, that would make a more interesting podcast if we cracked open one of those. Maybe that's a, that's a new podcast for you, Jason. Another one. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the gym is like... There's still restrictions in place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for the first time in a long time, it's starting to feel like it used to again. Yeah. Um, and it, and I don't think that's just within the class. I think the, the class element is one thing. I think back squatting has been like a huge kind of benchmark of, oh, it's like old times. Yeah. Um, and I think every session I've gone to where we've been doing the back squats out of the rack, everyone has been ha- like, it's just been this kind of joy across the board of, oh, we're getting to do this again. Yeah. But more than that, I think it's seeing people post up like team training and you're getting people kind of dropping in to do open gym and you're getting I mean, more and more new members seem to be uh, going through the kind of onboarding. Yep. Um, how's it going then? I mean, that, that's, that's been my impression from the outside. I'm wondering what your view is from the inside. Um, yeah. Okay. Where do we start? I guess, I, uh, I guess first and foremost, we're, we're obviously delighted of how things are going. Um, it's just so nice to have our own space that we can have to ourselves and not have to worry about kind of, um, third parties and what they've got going on, etc. So that's, it's been huge. I'm, uh, I've spoken about this a load before, but I'm a big uh, fan of Maslow's hierarchy needs and at the base of that pyramid, those physical needs is you need sh- safety and shelter. And we have that, we have that now. We have our own home. We have a roof over our head that's, that's ours basically. So, um yeah that's that's been awesome um i think what we've seen certainly since we've come out of the 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 most recent lockdown is there's a huge appetite for just fitness in general and health and fitness and i think people are really um take taking their health and fitness seriously and uh which i think is great for just the industry as a whole so that's been a great thing. I think we've had loads of people move to the area. Bar, because Bath's such a beautiful place to live, we've had lots of people moving here, particularly from London. And uh, Whereas they might have to be in the office five days a week, now they might have to be in the office once a week. And they're kind of thinking, well, why would we live? Why would we need to live in central London in a tiny flat when we could 
potentially live in a in a nice house in Bath. So we've definitely seen that. Um, because of the new place, I think lots of people, and understandably so, just didn't really have an appetite for training in the pub. So um, we've seen a lot of those people return. Um, so yeah, it's, I think, uh, and and also I think CrossFit's going from strength to strength, and lots of more people are understanding what CrossFit is and learning about CrossFit. If you combine all those things together, you know we've been very lucky. It's kind of fallen on our feet, really, in terms of like the interest that's been around the gym and stuff. So, so yeah, we're delighted. Um, uh, if we go on the whiteboard now, this morning, like when I'm coaching, I'm constantly writing notes down because there's a list of about fifty things that. I need that are irritating me at the moment and need to improve and get better. Um, but I think that will always be the case regardless of... Um, are you going to share any of the things from your list? Yeah, well, I, we can go well, what's, into what's it. What's irritating you at the moment, Ollie? I'd love well, to know. Well, it's like obvious things, like the fact that um, that reception area is not finished and, the, the you know, it's dragging on a little bit now. So we need to we need to start kind of, um, you know, pushing that along. Um the racking system at the moment it's got not it hasn't got that that bit of wood that you helped us bring in jace yeah. um you're welcome everybody that'll be uh that'll be like the shelving for the racking system and then we can get everything on there so it's off the floor because it's like there's there's not enough room for the kettlebells there's not enough room for the dumbbells and they're just lying on the floor in kind of pockets in the gym same with the barbells as well we've not got all the storage for the barbells up yet so getting those up so all the barbells are off the floor um you know there's 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 so many things there's so many things that like we need to coat the and treat the walls so that it doesn't at the moment when people kind of do handstands against it and stuff it kind of uh some of the grain comes off of it whereas emo's got this special sealant that we can put over it where it'll make it smoother which will make it easier for handstand push-ups um so that needs doing uh, but also because it won't go on the floor it won't leave as much mess um yeah I could keep going if you yeah, want me well, to, no, mate. I mean, <laughs> uh, no, I, I think, like, yeah, it, it's good because it's, on, on, on the one hand, like, we had to get in as soon as possible. That was, that was clear. And pe- people would have come in and, and trained, like, if it was completely empty and it was even, you know, bring your own barbell. I think people still would have been like, yeah, fine, we'll come and do that here. That's better than, than the situation we had before. Um, so we were happy to get in and it was obvious that things were going to take time but like the majority of stuff it's that kind of it's very easy to do like the big things that will have the biggest impact but it's the finishing touches isn't it that kind of take just as long if not longer yeah and and yeah when you're in it's there like snaggy bits in your house that you neglect for yeah. you know two years and and i don't want that to be us i i, I think maybe if i'm being brutally honest in the past those things would maybe just get left a bit of skirting board here or and i'm i'm kind of you know adamant that we're not going to let that happen and we're going to finish a job um and we're going to finish a job soon basically so it's just little things like you know even just um like having a, there's not a lost property process at the moment like having a system for lost property where people leave a bottle or they leave a knee pad or they leave a skipping rope what happens with that stuff because at the moment it just gets put on a shelf in, in, in the, the bin of the gym. in yeah. the bin don't look after yeah. yourself in the bin that's the yeah, the solution. So there's low, like you know, loads of stuff like that. There's some some risk assessment and health and safety stuff that we need to get squared away. Um, not not that anyone would know it's all or no, but just for peace of mind and just to make sure we're being as professional as possible. Um, they, yeah, there's there's lots of little bits and pieces, and it is always ongoing. Like that's just the nature of the beast. There's always going to be things that you can refine and make better. Um, but yeah, I think we're maybe we're maybe a, 
maybe just like a month away, just getting everything kind of boxed off and, and then we can kind of kick on and um, yeah, be a bit more proactive in what we're doing and what we're planning. So Now, I've noticed that like the programming over the last, yeah, basically when we kind of, I think, I can't remember if we spoke about it on the podcast or if we just spoke about it in general, but like there was the idea of kind of, we weren't going to have like test weeks anymore that were a bit like overwhelming for some because it was just like test after test after but like there would kind of be these tests sprinkled in and then we'd have progression and we're seeing that with the aerobic capacity and the, the back squat and um and you know obviously the weightlifting is kind of always anyway stuck to that trend um but it does feel like a few weeks ago or a month or so ago there were just like a switch got flipped on the programming and it just seems to have kind of and and I don't know if that's to do with the facility, if that's just to do with like the more freedom that's been allowed from the government to, of what you can do. But I, you know, and speaking with other members, I think it's been quite noticeable that suddenly like the programming has just been dialed up. Yeah. A bit. No, it's it's but definitely you know um, if you ask Shax, he'll tell you that he was kind of gunning for that um, date in June that we were supposed to be kind of let out for lack of a better term um and you know we just made a decision or he made a decision that he was just going to keep it anyway we the the measures that we have in the gym are stricter than they actually need to be we're like overkill on some things in terms of like using a rig and not doing back squats we could have been doing back squats and we could have been doing using a rig it's just a bit more of a faff and you know wiping things down and stuff and you just we just kind of took the decision you know what we'll let's just do it um you know we've got the programming plan there's no reason we can't do it. we just need to make sure that we're we tweak it slightly to make sure that we're still covid compliant and then i think again like after mid-july you'll see that ramp up again a notch um so so yeah that 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 will be a lot to explain around it but also you know shax is uh constantly refining the program and improving it and finding better ways to make sure that we're we're meeting everyone's needs and yeah rather than do a test week Let's build some tests in over a few weeks and then just build some progressions off of that that can get retested six to, to eight weeks down the line, basically. So, uh, which some people like and some people don't like. You know, you love the back squat progression because you've got that continuity and stuff. And other people, like, you know, in the gym today, were like, oh, we're doing snatch again. Like, you know, it's like, well, yes, there's a progression. We got that, need some continuity. So, um, it's not, yeah, it's not, it's never going to be perfect. But I think, like, it's great that you appreciate it and you've recognized it. And I think that's um, the, the the credit should go to Shaxx for that, basically. Um, yeah. Cause, cause, I mean, obviously, you see a lot more of the members than I do. Uh, and, and they probably speak to you about, like, how, how it's going, the training and stuff. I'm just curious because I, I noticed myself, I don't think it was until a few weeks ago, or it's definitely when we were here, that it feels like I feel like back to kind of pre-COVID times in myself with my training. Yeah. Because even though throughout lockdowns I was running and stuff like that, and then, you know, the gym did reopen multiple <laughs> multiple times. Yeah. Even in those times when I was training, it just never, I, just, I never felt like I was giving it kind of what I, what I did before. Yeah. Like I, I just, I'd finish a workout I'd, and it just felt like I was always phoning it in just a little bit. And it's not until recently that I feel like, and I am by no means a, 
an exceptional athlete. So it's not like I'm absolutely crushing everything. But I definitely feel like, oh, I'm pushing myself again. And I don't know if that's just a mental thing of being here, if that is just that we've now been training again for like long enough for it to kind of kick back in, if it's just me or if that's something that you're kind of noticing across the board. Uh, yeah, I think, you, I mean, you've said it, it's, it's consistency. It's just consistently like this is the longest run we've had realistically in the gym without too many um, constraints, basically. Uh, and I think that's purely why. Uh, and that's just my my perspective. I think it's just the like, the fact that you've been able to have a good run in the gym, continuity. But also there is you know there's more progression now. You're you're revisiting back squats two three times now over a three week period. You're doing pull ups consistently. Like you're building your aerobic base with progressions in there. Like you, we'd like to f- hope that that's how you're feeling and you're building some continuity there. Whereas uh, I, I think. The, the, when we first came out of this latest lockdown, it was very much like, well, it, was, it, it still felt very Zoom-ish and we still had people training at home and stuff and we were limited on like using the rig and that type of stuff and we just wanted to be as, we wanted to keep people as safe as possible basically. Um, and so, yeah, over time, as society's relaxed and as the rules have relaxed, so has the freedom around the programming as well, um, which I think is the reason why you're probably experiencing the um, success that you are. Well, I mean, success is a big word, Ollie, but I'll take it. Final thing then on like what's happening yeah. before we maybe move to what's going to happen. Right. Okay. Yeah. So but is, and I don't know if, if this is just because we have more space now, mm. if it's just a coincidence, I've noticed that the coaches are training more often with classes now. Right. Is that just because we've got the space to do that? It's just because I know, like, I see your name on the on the whiteboard, yeah. whereas in the past, didn't see it there as much. Yeah. Like, I'm training and I've done a couple of classes with Ed, like, dropping in at, at 8 o'clock and doing it with us, which, again, was quite rare, yeah. I felt, in the old facility. Is that just, is that something you guys are actively pursuing? Is it just location? It's not something that we've kind of discussed you know we've not verbalized but we definitely understand the value of us doing the classes i mean i think if you're not if you're not trying your product then you know how do you really know what members are experiencing and stuff and also if you don't if you're going off doing your own secret training then you know and why aren't we doing the secret training that's like the good training yeah exactly so there's a little bit of that but i think um you know take me and ed example i think we just got our mojo back same as you and we're just finding that consistency and um just love being in a gym and want to be in a gym and i think me personally i can just speak for myself me personally i was just working too much before the before we went into lockdown the very first time so if i think back january when we did strength and depth in london you know i just was barely barely training and just not prioritizing my health and that's you know it was stupid of me basically because i'm not uh, healthy i'm not going to be optimizing and working the best i can so um but lockdown at least gave me a chance to just reset and i've continued that on out of lockdown so um but yeah doing the classes at six in the morning are ideal for me i love it it's um gets me up gets me moving means that i can just focus on a full day of working at the gym and uh you know on the crossfit stuff and uh yeah i think but it is 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 it's a lot of things. It's the environment as well. We want to be in the gym. We want to be around people. Like it definitely is a, 
the the facilities and everything, but it's an inspiring place to train. And people have said that to me time and time again. Like just being, people are excited to be in that space. There's an aura around it. There's a, a feel about it. It just gets people that a little bit more excited about training and a little bit more ready for it. So I don't know whether you've experienced that or spoke to people about that, but yeah, it adds ten uh, percent to all your lifts, is what uh, I've been told. Yeah, really. I think I said that actually. In, uh... <laughs> well, I tell you what, I have experienced. It would be remiss of me not to say this after all that, you know, lovely soliloquy you just gave. Is yeah. that I did train with Ed last night. Right. He left after doing the back squats. Oh, really? Did not okay. stick around for part. We well, had done a whole. <laughs> he had done a whole shift, so. I'll um I'll forgive him for that. He might have done it earlier in the day. You never know. Oh, he's just mixing it up. That's that secret training okay, you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I thought I couldn't let that slide without without calling him out on the podcast. No, especially he's training optimally. He knows what's good for him. You know, he's done a whole night's work. He knows that just doing some back squats is enough. You know, you don't necessarily need to do a part A and a part B. And uh, oh. I mean, if you're training five six times a week, you don't necessarily need to do all the elements that are in a class. Um, that that and this is getting in the weeds a little bit but that workout afterwards if you imagine like we could just do pro we could just do back squats for the session it's hard enough right and you put enough effort into it you don't really need to do anything else um but if you imagine that's your one or only two workouts a week and you just came in and do back squats you might feel a little bit shortchanged if you didn't do some condition afterwards so that's why usually oh, there's a little bit of condition right, yeah. afterwards basically because i tell you what those deficit um push-ups yeah were- yeah. horrendous that yeah. was probably the worst he part. loves his deficit push-up doesn't he Shaq? So i'm quite happy just standard push-ups they're hard enough that's you know i'll i'll yeah. stick to those yeah i've gotten better at rowing but i tell you what that that the rowing and the lunges were the easy bit and then just that are oh, grinding for those push-ups yeah. so that's the past well that's where we are yeah the yeah. recent past yeah. Yeah. Uh, you've obviously mentioned like some of the fine tuning on the facility that you kind of still want to see happen yeah what else do you kind of what what are the next steps then for CrossFit Bath in general for the I know like as well you've got Sid is kind of really coming back um, to kind of pre yeah <laughs> pre COVID glory so you've already got two events that are like already on yeah um, and confirmed but sort of what what should we be expecting to see now over the next couple of months even years yeah um good question so with the with the asterisks and like little footnote of of course anything can change at yeah. a moment's notice yeah no i guess um so uh, first and foremost i think it's worth saying like obviously james is kind of part like is the latest in the member of the team and we've obviously you've had him on the podcast and guys i had like, him absolutely crush a couple of workouts it's yeah. really annoying he's yeah. yeah he's not done a lot of crossfit but he's super fit um so he's been an absolute pleasure to have and he's a lot of the things that we're going to try and do moving forward is have a lot more touch points for the members just outside of the classes because obviously we we're with you for an hour or 45 minutes a day um and there's another 23 hours in a day but also we know that there's a lot more to people's health and fitness outside of just a workout um and so james is going to really help us and it already is helping us be that bit like a conduit between doing your workout and and being at home so to give an example and it sounds fairly minor but it's a big deal for us just sending out a personalized birthday card to everybody on their birthday um you know we we we're tracking wadboard and if you received done a pb 
we'll, we've got these little cards that we're going to post to say like, congratulations, well done on your PB. Wow. So little things like that, that I think we really want to just recognize the members and say, look, we, we appreciate you. And um, so that's that's something that, and that, that's one thing that we're kind of looking at just kind of behind the scenes outside of just the workouts, I guess, and, and continue to add those those little bits and pieces. So you're, you're, you're not doing any favors for his reputation as the stalker right. of CrossFit Bar. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that is reputation, is it? Yeah. Um. So you know, but he's you know that, that they're kind of very trivial things. He's doing way more than that. I think. The, the, well, he gave me a lift home the other night in the rain. So you know, appreciate yeah, he's that. A, he's an absolute <laughs> gent. He's an absolute gent. But I, I think um, you know, for us, it's just continuing to build our team. It feels like we've really come on leaps and bounds with the people that we brought into the team and everyone that was already existing in the team. Like everyone feels super aligned and, and excited about being here. Again, it's to do, the fact that they're here and it's a facility that we're all proud of and things are all going in the right direction. So that that's something that I want to continue to make sure that we nurture and continue to add to. So we we are exclusive new coach starting at the beginning of August. Um, Craig, so we can get him on uh, as soon as he joins. That's good, always um, nice to know I've got future guests. And the, and the logic of bringing him on is so we can increase the capacity um, of the classes. So that's one thing that we recognise. You know, they're, they're very busy, which is great. People are coming in and training. And we, you know, we want that. We want people to be turning up. And again, you know, what James will do is he'll be tracking whether people are coming in or not. Back to his stalker. Uh, um, uh, nickname but he so we, we if you not showed up for a month we're like where the hell are you get get your butt back in the gym basically um so it's great that people are coming uh but we realize that it's difficult to get in some of the classes particularly the earlier ones so we're bringing in craig he's going to allow it to increase we probably won't add any class times but what we will do is we'll increase the capacity of times where we're doing some analysis at the moment. Again, James seems like he does everything right now. Um, but he's doing some analysis on the class attendance, wait lists, what that looks like. And then we'll take that data and then we'll increase the capacity where we we see those choke points, basically. So that's, again, one thing that we're looking for in building our team, continuing to add great coaches. He's a level three CrossFit trainer, so super experienced guy. So very lucky to have him. Um, so yeah, increasing the classes. And I think for 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 us, it's it's very easy to get distracted by a lot of different things. We could do lots of different things in there, and um, for us, the core our core offering is CrossFit. And so, until we have that nailed down, and we feel like we're doing that to absolutely the best ability, and like the classes are just absolutely perfect, the facility's perfect, we're not going to wor- start worrying about things outside of that. Like, let's just do CrossFit and let's do the best of our ability. Once we've done that and we feel comfortable, we will continue to refine it. But what else can we do? What other opportunities can we start to, to explore um, that aren't going to deter away from that core offering of CrossFit? So that's kind of, our, I guess, a high level kind of perspective and mindset on it. I mean, that that's generally the way, like, that's what we're always told anyway, should be your focus, like, with your training as well, right? You can come in and be like, oh, you know, I want muscle-ups, I want double-unders, I want this, I want that. And you're trying to work on 10 different things yeah. and not making really any progress, whereas you're much better to be like, look, I'm going to pick one thing. That's my goal. I'm going to focus on making sure I master that. Yeah. And kind of once you've ticked that box, then you can move on yeah. to the next thing. Because when you spread, your, you basically end up spreading yourself too thin yeah. and, and you can't really focus on any one good thing well enough, which actually, ironically, is 
CrossFit in general, yeah. isn't it? It's like not being specialized in any one yeah. thing, but yeah, kind of average across the board. Yeah, there's definitely some irony in that, definitely <laughs> for sure. So, um, so yeah, I think so, so it's just doubling down, making sure that we're, what we are doing, we're doing to the best of ability, um, before we start kind of thinking further afield. It's, um, yeah, it, it, it is tempting. And I always say to the team, I'd rather, I'd rather, um, starve through lack of opportunity than be, uh, overfed from opportunity, basically. And basically, if you have too many opportunities that come at you, you can get distracted and lose your, your eye off the ball and not focus on that core offering. So, so yeah, let, let, doubling down on that, that being said, that being said, it does start to feel like we're starting to settle in a little bit here. And um, we, we're definitely looking at doing some yoga out of this space and starting to utilize this space a little bit more. Um, we're open to start taking kind of bookings from therapists if they're interested in working out here remotely. If like we'll have like a table or whatever and people, you know, if it's convenient for them and they want to work out here, then they, um, they can do that. Um, we're also going to look at doing some like seminars and stuff here. Um, again, all of these are going to be like secondary to the core of offering that, that is the gym. Um, but there's, there's definitely like scope to do more in, the, in this space. So, um, yeah, go on. I was going to say, I've seen that there's now on Instagram, the CrossFit Bath Kids. Yep. Uh, is, 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 you know, recently I was told, oh, you should follow this people. So yeah, there we go. So I've seen that the kids have, the CrossFit Kids have started. Or yeah. more CrossFit teens, I suppose. Yeah. But it started here. Yeah. And we know that was happening at the bridge. It, you know, it happened in the past. Yeah. Again, things changed. Uh, is that something that's going to be expanded slightly? Is that going to be... Yeah. Um, this is a very selfish question. Cause I'm no, just no. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's important. It's a, it's a piece of the gym. Um, so Joe Knight is an amazing... Um, coach does the teens and the kids program and that's kind of her it's her business it's her baby and we we she kind of operates under our license agreement and our banner and in our facility basically um but she's hoping to do something either on a saturday or sunday in bath in the evening in the afternoons i think um and yeah obviously we've got the kit the teens on a wednesday afternoon as well which is great it's just a real tricky one like we could probably do with just one more little space that we can do additional stuff. Like, um, uh, you can see we're just, I'm just looking around the corner at the, the walkway at the back and that lends itself perfectly to, uh, build another little space out there. I think let's settle in, see how we get on, have a little bit more foresight on the lease and how long we're potentially going to be here before we start building stuff. Um, but if we could do that, then we could do a lot more from a kid's offering because we could run at the same time as the adult classes. Whereas at the moment, the adult classes are so busy, there's no way we can justify taking away an adult class to put on a kid's class, basically, um, which is a, which is a real shame. Um, but I think, you know, long term, we'll hopefully be able to figure that one out, basically. Yeah, well, let me know when you do because I've got, I've got one ready to go in yeah. and one that I need to get in to do something as soon as possible yeah. because she is. Yeah, there's some scope in the middle of the day as well. I think Joe's just like, Joe will do Tuesday night and a Thursday night in Trowbridge with the, with the teens, uh, kids and teens. And then Wednesday night she'll be in Bath. Um, and then all a Sunday as well, doing the kids in the morning and then potentially doing the kids in the afternoon here. Um, Sunday or Saturday. So it's quite a lot for her as well. So 
you know, she's got to figure out how she's going to find some extra capacity and if we do have the the scope to do more kids classes and stuff. So, um, but it's great. I, lo- I think it's, I mean, my kids do the, have been doing it for over a year now and they absolutely love it. It's such a, it's an awesome thing. And, and uh, you know, people have lots of questions about kids and you probably should get Joe on about it and what it looks like, but they ultimately just play and have fun. Do you know what I mean? And, you know. I want Joe on. I asked her along, like pre COVID times. Yeah. And she was very reluctant. Yeah. This is not her, She's not comfortable with this kind of thing. Yeah, but what? you know what? She's not the first person that told me they don't want to do no, this. No, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and that they all enjoy it in the end, so. Yeah. Uh, she is, um, like I said, she's she's brilliant with the kids and she needs to she needs to get a butt on the podcast. So. There we go. Target locked. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess it's, you know, I wasn't expecting any super revelations, but I suppose new coach is a, is a great one to know about. I mean, we knew you were looking. Yeah for a new coach but that, that's great to hear and then also to kind of know who that is and yeah. level three coach and it's mm-hmm. sort of it's not just because i guess that i mean this is me looking again from the outside in but i suppose if knowing that the reason to get a new coach was for this in- increased capacity because we talked about this i don't want to say there's the fear but there's like y- you could reason well if they're just there to be so we've got increased capacity we don't need the best coach. We just need somebody that yeah. we can use because anyway, we'll try to, but knowing that it's actually somebody that's obviously, you know, you, you haven't sort of just phoned it in on, oh, who should we get? We'll just get anyone. You've, you've gone out and looked for the best coach you can to fill that position anyway. Yeah. Uh, is, it's, is it's reassuring. A, it's a, it, it, it's a, it's a real challenge. Um, and then again, this is something that I want to build out and look at is we, <sighs> we've got like someone like like everyone was saying like how awesome it was to have Shaq's coach in the last couple of days and it, you know the guy's been doing it for almost 20 years now so he's got a huge amount of experience and then you, you compare that to somebody who's done the level one and hasn't got any experience but you've got to start somewhere and um, that's the challenge we have now is like we're kind of almost not doing much to contribute to the kind of ecosystem of new coaches coming through because if we're all just going to hire experienced coaches like, well, what about the what about the newbies that need a start and need a leg up? And um, we've got almost 10 people, I think, doing their level one in the next, as members doing the level one in the next, you know, three months or so. And it's a real shame that there's no real kind of um, progression or process for them to at least help out in some capacity or, and, and so that's something that I want, again, will turn my focus to at the end of this year and really build out kind of a robust and this is something that Craig, Craig would be really helpful at doing, but like a real robust kind of coach development thing. So they, they might not have any aspirations of being a coach long term, but just doing your level one is not enough. You can't just go and do a weekend course and then bang, you're going to be able to stand up in front of 24 people and teach something complex like a snatch or muscle up. It's just it's, it's very difficult for you to be able to do. So how do we bridge that gap? How do we take them from, you know, level two would be a great option for them, but that investment is a lot of money. So what can we do as a gym? And, you know, there might be like one or two out of that that do want to coach more full-time and do want it to be a career. And I think that's, again, that's something that we've taken a deliberate decision away from 
hiring people as like hobby coaches. Like the exception is Evie, but Evie's Evie and she's she's brilliant, isn't she? Um, and she'd make a great full time coach, but she's you know a very successful physiotherapist, and that's what she does full time. So, um, but we we would rather have more. We would rather have coaches that are here more often because they can build better rapport and it's a real profession for them, rather than have like uh, a coach that covers on a Wednesday night and a coach that covers on a Friday morning and which a lot of gyms have to do with smaller teams like if it's just me as the owner and I'm running CrossFit Bath and I can't really afford to pay people like full-time wages yet because we're building our membership then you have to lean on those kind of hobby coaches to help run the timetable and and, and help you out whereas we're kind of at a point now where we really have a, a quality product in that gym and we want to refine things and get things better. So if we brought a very experienced coach into that, it's going to kind of pull the standards down. Um, not through anyone's fault other than just us, just the reality is that they're just not going to have as much experience as 20, year, 20 years of experience just like Shaq's, as an example. But that shouldn't be a reason for us to not look at how we develop and bring new coaches on and so that will be a, i guess my next challenge to us and, and as me is like what how do we do that how are we supporting uh new coaches coming through and and that's like with my crossfit hat on that's super important as well you know so yeah it is a a, a difficult balance to, to to strike isn't it because you want to help the coaches progress but then at the same time you've got your membership that you want to keep as happy as possible and keep them having the best standard of coaching yeah and it's sort of how do you strike that balance of making sure they are getting the best coaching but at the same time bringing up new coaches yeah. um so if you go you go to a cafe and you have your favorite coffee made by your favorite barista every day and then they bring in the new kid and he burns the milk and he doesn't do your favorite little kind of latte art on top and stuff like after four or five times you might start thinking well do i really want to go there do i want to do that uh, and the kids got to start somewhere. They got, you know, you have to start somewhere and you have to learn, you have to build your experience some way. And that's just something that, again, we just need to figure out how we do that and what that looks like, basically. Um, first and foremost, like, is finding people the right raw materials and, and the right enthusiasm and the, and, and the personality to be a great coach. That, that's, that's probably harder to find. Um, once you found that person, then we should have a process in place to help bring them through and develop them as a coach. So. Um, yeah. yeah well I, I was going to say with that example uh, this is so off topic now but like with that example <laughs> I guess it would depend for me it would depend on what's that kid doing the, the time I'm not there yeah. so like if, if the only time he's making that coffee is when I go in and ask for it yeah. so he's made it like four times and that's it he's not going to get any better no. and that's going to annoy me yeah. but if it's like he recognizes that he did a bad job and then in his sort of free time he's practicing he's yeah. working hard to he's asking the others for tips or is he in his free time like snapping pictures of other people's coffees and just sharing them on Instagram and just trying to build, you know, yeah. something unrelated. Yeah. Like that's the difference, right? So you could have a coach who's like, yeah, I don't have the experience, but I want it. I want to learn. I want to know. Mm. And like, that's the great thing for us as members coming here. Uh, and, w and often I hear people say kind of like, oh yeah, each, you know, each coach has maybe a slightly different cue. And so it can be really good. Like, I've been struggling with this thing in the snatch, but just Al gives me this one tip that is something he noticed. And yeah. I'm like, that was the piece I was missing. And then, you know, down the line, I'm struggling again for a different reason. And then you're like, well, probably it's this. Yeah. And when you combine all those different elements, you start to really kind of, or, or maybe it's exactly the same thing. And it's just the way one person says it 
it doesn't click with me and the way yeah. another person puts it across, it does. And I think if you're a coach and you've got all of those bits of input coming from all the other coaches, yeah. like, yeah, that could elevate you really quickly. Yeah. But then it depends on what you're doing with that knowledge. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and um, I think with the the fact that we're going to have, we've got con- like co-coaching at the moment it's huge it's huge for us because we get already like we're just picking nuggets up and even Shaq said yesterday I said I like how was it coaching with the guys and he said yeah love coaching with Al like picked up some nuggets like I always do from him and that is the magic of coaching with somebody else which we've not done for a very very long time um, and the fact that we are coaching with other people now is is massive for us just upskilling the existing coaches as well but also when you think about it, if you've got somebody come, new coming through you could lead a class and they can kind of just hang on your shoulder and listen and, and there's so they kind of almost learn on a job to a certain degree as well so um, there's definitely a scope and opportunity for newer coaches coming through um, and I, you know we'd love to, for them to come through and come through our culture because they know what we're doing and you know that'll be the challenge for Craig when he comes into it. there's a certain kind of way that we do stuff and uh, there's a certain culture between us and we're all pretty tight so um, you know that'll be the, the biggest challenge for him but yeah it's uh, that coach development piece is something that we definitely need to think about basically um, yeah because yeah I think it's uh it's a great opportunity for people. And if they want to do it, I'd hate to be in a, posi- in a position to say, well, sorry, like, you know, we, we can't, yeah. we can't help you here. You're yet. just and, not good and enough. We lose them somewhere else. Like yeah. say. Well, not, not good enough. Experience. Basically, you can't, you can't, you can't speed up experience. You can, you can, you can, you can cram and do the L1 in a very short space of time. And you can learn things very quickly. And you can be a great person from day one. Like ultimately, that's the hardest thing about being a coach is just being, uh, you know, like I said, personable. Um, but that experience, like you said, those cues, adding to that toolbox over time, um, recognizing that you need to meet people where they're at and and you can't te- treat everyone with broad strokes and the little nuances in people's kind of micro like emotions and expressions. And you read that off people when you know like someone's not feeling in that day and learn that you shouldn't push that person because you can tell they're off and they're not quite on. They're all sort of little things that you learn over time and over the years. And um, that's the that's the challenge a new coach has kind of coming into the, the industry. So, Who knew that this is where this conversation was going to lead? <laughs> like just wrapping up of a, oh, it's been interesting. And, and one nice thing to learn was that we've got a new coach. And then we've done a second podcast just about what it is to be a coach. Yeah. Which, you know. Bonus. bonus You're welcome, material. everyone. Yeah, bonus bonus content. Well, we could go on a lot longer, Jace, if you wanted to, but um, I'm conscious that... That I've been eaten and I've done a wad before this. <laughs> yeah, I'm conscious of that You're too. doing well. You're doing well. You're hiding it well. Brilliant. Well, thank you, Ollie. It was good to catch up. Um, right. Hopefully, we can do that more often now because, well, because I train on Wednesday morning now and, and you coach on Wednesday morning. I can't so actually escape, can I? It is no lending excuses. itself. We do, actually, every other week, we have a team meeting at 12, so you caught me on a good uh, That's a good day basically that's so. convenient so you heard it here first every other week ollie should be available for a podcast correct brilliant all right well thank you ollie hopefully this was beneficial to the, the members and all the other people that listen or yeah. watch and uh yeah we'll we'll catch up much sooner than the gap between the last time you were on and this time fingers crossed i love it jay so thanks for having me and uh yeah appreciate it all right you're more than welcome <laughs>